Welcome to Highly Sensitive, Happily Married, the podcast that teaches you to not only have an easier marriage as a sensitive woman, but to have one that feels more amazing by the day, where you'll hear relatable stories, love advice that works, and coaching on how to have a marriage where feeling upset and disconnected is a thing of the past, and where instead, a sense of loving connection and even fun and lightness is the norm. I'm Hannah Brooks, highly sensitive person, love expert, and marriage coach, and I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 108, where we are going to talk about having deeper, more meaningful conversations. And that, of course, is because I know that as highly sensitive women, we, at least most of us really love having deep, meaningful conversations in our closest relationships. And many of you might want more of them with your partner. So I just got back from a very sweet and fun vacation with just my husband, Will, and I in the Caribbean. Uh, It was lush. It was The water was like, just like all the photos, (laughs) clear, and the sand was white, and it was so beautiful. But really the best thing about our trip was how close I felt to him, and actually how that grew during our week together. And guess what? We didn't have any deep talks about our marriage, but we did have a, a variety of conversations We had intellectual conversations. We had dream-oriented conversations and just otherwise meaningful conversations. But ultimately, we really had a lot more light conversations than anything. And the reason that I say this is because although, of course, you and I, we love these deep, meaningful conversations, uh, and and I've noticed, and you tell me where I'm wrong for you, but that many highly sensitive women especially love having deep conversations with their partner about their relationship. Despite that, we really don't need tons of these deep conversations to feel really wonderfully close and connected with our significant other. Like like one of the moments that I felt the closest to my husband was actually on our return trip just yesterday when we were actually (laughs) separated on the airplane, meaning like he was sitting in, we were actually in the same aisle this time, but he was a a ways over. Like there were at least two people in the aisle between him and and me. And so, uh, but so we weren't talking, (laughs) we weren't touching, right? We weren't able to like really be in, um, in active relating, right? But I, you know, I just, I saw him, I looked, I remember looking over at him across the rows and seeing him and just like having this sweet feeling, like just of like knowing that he's my man, he's my sweet human and that we are doing this life thing together, right? And it just really filled my heart. So yeah, we don't need all the deep conversations all the time. And this is my place to remind you that actually your need, if you're wanting the deep conversations, is the the closeness and the sense of connection and, uh, you know, feeling valued and all those deeper emotional needs that, that are really what we're ultimately going for when we want to have conversations that are deep and meaningful. Yeah. 
And keeping that in mind will really help you use other approaches as well to get yourself to those places of feeling in deep connection, in love, uh, and sort of that sense of togetherness and support, right? And sense of value, like all these things that we really need, right? It doesn't just have to come from deep conversations. But I do know how juicy deep conversations are. And so I want to do a short and sweet episode about one specific communication hack for you to be able to have more meaningful, deep conversations with your partner. And actually, on that note, before I dive in, I just want to remind you that on this podcast, these episodes that I put out most weeks, they actually officially only come out three out of every four weeks. So that's really to give you and myself as HSPs uh, the integration and spaciousness in our lives we we all need uh, to really be able to integrate integrate and take in everything you're learning here. So I want that for you. So I, I don't give you four podcasts a month. I do three weeks of podcasts and then one off. So if you've noticed that, that's why. Um, although it's true that I have not been sticking to this pattern very well lately. Uh, I've just had so much extra I wanted to share it lately. So, uh, but we are going back to the regularly scheduled programming as of now, for now. All right. So this episode is a great one to take notes on because I'm going to be giving you uh, a few quick tips here and there, and then a bunch of questions as well. So it's just, it's nice to have these written down. And I did say giving you a bunch of questions, and that is because questions are the ticket to deep conversations. And of course, I can't share all this today without mentioning that emotion or the energy behind the questions you ask the conversations you're having is key, right? So let's just start there very briefly. If you want connecting meaningful conversations so you can feel close with your partner, you've got to come from the energy of, and when I say energy, I mean emotion, got to come from that energy of curiosity, of open-heartedness, of love, and there's various other emotions also that will support the deep, deep conversations you want. Uh, but instead of going into detail and repeating myself, uh, I'm just going to point you to three podcasts, episodes that I've already made. So uh, the first one is uh, How to Create Emotional Intimacy in Your Marriage. That's episode 81. Then there is episode 66, which is called Curiosity communication and connecting. And then the the last one, there are certainly more podcasts, uh, episodes about communication, but the last one I'm going to point you to today is called Connection Your Way, a process for emotional, for more emotional intimacy. So that's episode 71. So these are all going to really help you come from the emotional states you want to be in and or give you more connection, (laughs) more tips for connecting deeply with your partner. And actually, I just decided I want to remind you of a pretty recent episode. It's 101, and that's called uh, Successful Gestures of Connection. Uh, 
the missing key or something like that. So that's a, a 101. Um, all of these are going to be really helpful on this, this point here of um, coming from appropriate or, or we should call it effective emotion or energy for that's really conducive for generating conversation, deeper conversation, deeper connection. So definitely check those out. And that really is like the energy that you're in, the emotion that you're in. Again, it really is even more important than what it is you're communicating. What words end up coming out of your mouth, right? So being in those states of being, those emotional states, really should be more of the focus. Always, as I always talk about. Now, that, as you've heard me say before, or you will hear me in some of these other podcast episodes I just pointed you to, that being in those states and bringing yourself back to those states are is not the easiest thing to do. And that's why when I work with clients, we focus so much on learning how to be the agent of their emotions so they can always know how to get back to these emotional states that are the most conducive to the deepest, most alive love and connection available, right? So that's that's preliminary, that's like the deepest work, the most potent work for really having the kind of connection and love in your marriage that you want. But now I want to dive into the sort of hack I was talking about, which is at the end of your day, or when you kind of have a few minutes to be with your partner, or when you reunite here or there during the day, instead of like launching into sharing about your day or listing things that need to be done or whatever you may normally do, use open-ended questions to initiate and go deeper with your conversations with him, right? So this means... Open-ended questions means swapping out a question like, did you have a good day? With more open-ended questions, right? So like open-ended questions can't be answered with a yes or no. So they really are the ticket to deeper conversations and of course more closeness. Because questions that cannot be answered with a yes or no actually invite more pensiveness, right? More thoughtfulness. Uh, and actually more sharing, right? They invite him to open up more. And of course, if he asks you those same questions back, they invite you to open up more and share more, right? And ultimately connect more. Asking open-ended questions actually lets your partner know that you're interested in them and their life, right? It shows, it really shows that you care about them. And these open-ended questions also help you know your partner more intimately and create really a deeper friendship between the two of you, which has proven to be a super important thing for a marriage that lasts. And of course, a deep bond between you. So simply asking open-ended questions is the simplest hack here. But there are more quality open-ended questions than others. Right? So, so technically, like, how was your day? Right, is an open-ended question, but it's not all that effective because it just becomes so automatic for us, like right, and like our answers can be so perfunctory, so like short and brief. 
So I'm going to share some great questions, open-ended questions in a moment that will really invite those conversations that you love so much. And and then after I share some of those questions, I'm going to share a few words on listening and engaging your partner in the conversation more and deeper. So stick around for that. So here are some great open-ended questions. And this is really for the first category of three categories that I'm going to share today. And this first one's really for regular end-of-day kind of use. So even five to ten minutes on this type of conversation a few times a week will really make a difference. And really, these are I want these to be the main ones to f- focus on. The other two categories are great, but I really encourage that these are the ones you really start with and bring daily into your life, or at least regularly into your life. Okay, so try these ones right away. Try some of them today, maybe even just one uh, and see how it goes. Here we go. The first question is, what was the best part of your day? And a couple variations on this are, what's one small thing you enjoyed today? Or what made you laugh or smile today? Now, obviously, just a little side note here, please take these questions and make them yours, right? Say them in a ways that feels good to you. These are just kind of uh, guidelines or suggestions. Make them your own. But make sure, notice how all of these questions I've asked so far are open-ended. Yeah, they can't be answered with a yes or no. They invite more more words than yes (laughs) or no. More thoughtfulness. All right. The next question, what was the hardest part of your day? Or what's been stressful for you in your life lately? Another question, what is something I can do tomorrow that will make your day better? What is something you wish was different in your life? What's something you're looking forward to? What's a goal you're working on and how can I support you? So pick one of these questions or two and ask, ask it to your partner tonight. And before I uh, share some troubleshooting and engagement tips, I'm going to dive into uh, the the next two categories. So category two of these open-ended questions are really for when you are like, you have a, a longer stretch of time to yourself, you and your partner together, say dinner or date night or coffee time on Saturday, uh, or like you're going for a walk together, or you're driving in a car together, right? Or a, a time when you uh, have more than five or 10 minutes, yeah? like maybe a half an hour, maybe maybe even 15 minutes, or t- even 10 minutes, you can squeeze these in. But you want to you make sure there's a little bit of time here. So these are just fun. Like these are fun intimacy building conversations, friendship building conversations, connecting, deepening conversations or or questions to initiate conversation. So I'm just going to actually just like go through these pretty fast. And I encourage you to jot down the ones that just sound like fun to ask your partner. Uh, There are a bazillion questions like this. You can always look out. You can like Google questions to talk to your spouse about, which is always fun. Um, So I just chose some of the ones that I really like. So here we go. What's something you used to believe about relationships but no longer do? What would you do in life if money weren't an issue? When was the last time you tried something new? Who do you sometimes compare yourself to? 
What's the most sensible thing you've ever heard someone say? What gets you excited about life? What life lesson did you learn the hard way? What was your first heartbreak like? What do you wish you spent more time doing five years ago? What goals do you have for yourself when you're 75? If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? If you could be anyone in the world for a day, who would it be and why? If you could choose a new name for yourself, what would it be? If you could change one law, what would it be? What age do you wish you were right now and why? If you could have one hour with someone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Now I have to say from experience, some of these questions hit like a bigger vein, right? Like are more juicy and like work better with depending on who our partner is, right? And for us specifically as the unique unit, couple unit that we are right? Like some of them will open up like a whole lovely conversation. Some of them will feel kind of like, uh. <laughs> so, you know, just play with them and experiment and be open to what arises. All right. I want to give you a third and final category. And this is like open-ended questions about you and your relationship um, or about your relationship. But I really want to invite you to not rely on these only for deep, meaningful conversations. In fact, if you tend to talk about your relationship a lot, I invite you to stop for a while, like almost completely or, or completely, and explore the other types of questions I've just shared instead. You're likely to find that that need, that emotional need that you have for that deep sense of connection and closeness will be available from these other types of conversation, right? I think oftentimes we want to talk about our relationship because we want that intimacy, right? That feeling of connection, but it truly is available with other types of conversation. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, in so many other ways, even in just looking across at your partner separated from you in the airplane, it's available depending on how you're thinking about and relating to him inside of yourself, okay? All right, so here are some open-ended questions about your relationship. You guys, you can talk about, you can ask. What are three qualities about me that you were first attracted to? What do you remember from when we were falling in love? What's the nicest thing I've done for you recently or the thing you liked the best recently that I did? Looking back over the years, what were some of the happiest or most connected moments we've had together, in your opinion? What was a hard moment or conflict or challenge that we overcame together that helped us feel stronger together in the end, in your opinion? So obviously there's tons more relationship open-ended questions that are great for deep connecting. These are just a few of them. My clients do appreciation and vulnerability conversations with their partner, along with something I call treasuring, which is about, in this case, <laughs> remembering the like out loud with each other the best times you've had with your significant other, all of which are really bonding and intimacy building. And of course, we also go through a whole process, my clients and I, to bring in more connection and intimacy 
That, of course, is the very heart of the work we do together. Uh, And they get my sensitive connection booklet as just one of many things, like tangible things they get to help with this. So don't hesitate to come coach with me if you know you want more connection and closeness in your marriage. So a few words now on listening and engaging your partner in the conversation more. So when they answer your question, like say you ask, what's been stressful in your life lately? Or what was the hardest part of your day? Don't give advice when he answers. And don't debate or kind of judge or challenge what he's saying. Right? Like, don't try to fix. I know that's usually a guy thing, but we women do it too. I promise. I catch myself wanting to go there sometimes. But, and don't challenge him about it, right? Like, well, you shouldn't feel that way. Or like, why was that so hard? Right? Like, that's obviously not what we want to be doing (laughs) to invite more meaningful conversation. Right? So instead, what do you do? Do empathize, which you're going to be amazing at because you're highly sensitive, right? You're probably a natural at it. And do affirm them by saying things like, I get it. Like, I really understand. Or like, that must feel hard. Or, oh, I can see how you feel like that. Right? Like if he's sharing the answer to like why his day was hard or what was hard about his day. Like, oh, I can see why that was hard with your boss. Right? Yeah. This is really going to help him open up and share even more because it's going to lead him to feeling more comforted, more supported, and safe, right? Safe to open up. The other stuff doesn't lead lead him, like doesn't invite that sense of comfort and safety nearly as much, right? So this is one beautiful thing about being a highly sensitive person is that natural tendency towards empathy, um, we might want to call it compassion too here in this case. Like not, we're not, I'm not saying like take on his feelings, but like, like have compassion for them and, and meet him from that place of compassion. Right? You're really there when you ask one of these open-ended questions to be a really good listener and really hear your partner. And to do that really actively, you may say things like, say more about that or tell me more about that or help me understand, right? Or a beautiful question that is so powerful when said at the right time or in the right context is why? Why? Or another, you know, you can add to that, like, why was that so hard for you? And and that's not, like, you can say that in a way that isn't challenging, like, well, why was that so hard for you, right? Like, oh, tell me about that. Why was that so hard for you, right? See the difference? Oh, tone. Tone is magic. Which is why emotion is magic. You see that? The energy behind the ways I just said that was very different. And that's so key. And like, just also just let yourself be curious, right? If you want to engage that conversation more, just see what questions naturally from that space of curiosity arise. And like, you actually naturally just want to say it. And that will really help draw him out more too. All right. So the point isn't necessarily to have one-sided conversations here. So I'm... You know, you can certainly ask your partner to like ask you the same types of questions or like, hey, you want to ask me that same thing now? Or or you can just volunteer, right? The same things like, oh, do you want to hear about my day now? Right. You can totally do that. That's fine. Uh, But one of the very best ways to get them to be able to do the same for you, like naturally ask you these types of questions is just for you to lead the way, right? To model it over time and to really trust and have patience that he'll catch on. 
Now, I know some of you will have reluctant partners, partners who won't seem to catch on. Uh, and I here I offer that old, <laughs> maybe annoying saying, which is Rome wasn't built in a day. And I want to elaborate on that as well. It's like Rome wasn't built by luck. Like, right? It was like a lot of uh, conscious effort on a lot of people's parts. And really what I mean is that if, if your partner's not comfortable to open up or isn't like very uh, forthcoming, it really could mean that the work is for you to create an even more overall safe and loving culture in your relationship, right? That may be the first work before trying to go too deep, especially if there's been a lot of hard stuff between you uh, or if there isn't a, a loving, safe foundation between you. What I see happen in a lot of relationships is the man actually closing up more and more over time instead of opening up more over time. And really that's a sign that potentially your partner, if that's been happening with you or your husband, it's it's possible that he's stopped feeling as safe in the relationship with you because of subtle judgment and criticism from your end. It can be really subtle. You might not even fully realize you're doing it. Um, but like feeling like if like him feeling like he can't do much right by you. If he's ever said, you know, I can't ever do anything right. Or like, I have to walk on eggshells around you. That's like a really a sign that he doesn't feel very safe. So when you recreate the safety and loving environment between you or you make it safer than it's ever been, he's likely going to be able to open back up or open up for the very first time. My One of my clients just shared with our, our, our treasured group how her husband just opened up and told her something he'd never told anyone before because he just never felt as safe as he does with her these days. Mm, that like got me teary-eyed when I heard her share that with us. And really, this is that emotional agency work I've been talking about knowing how to guide oneself, yourself out of the harder emotions that are barriers to love and into the emotions that are so conducive to love and connection. And that, of course, is the heart of the work that I do with my clients and why they have such success in these realms of feeling uh, you know, deeper intimacy, more and more teammanship, more and more support in their relationships, more and more love and fondness and friendship and respect, uh, and even better sex and passion and attraction between each other. So if you know that you want that in your marriage, reach out to coach with me. I will put a link to set up a consult with me in the show notes. And you can also go to www.lifeisworthloving.com and you'll find a link there as well to do that. In the meantime, enjoy these deeper, more meaningful conversations that you're about to introduce into your marriage. Be oh so well, my friend. <laughs>